We welcome all who come to St. Anne's today and to those who join us always by live wave live stream at this 11 o'clock mass in bonds of unity and prayer. If you are sick and shut in, we offer this mass in communion with you as we all make communion with our Lord in word and sacrament. Good things come in threes. For example, in psychology, in that science, I seek to know myself, others seek to know me, and I understand, as others see me, how I see myself. In philosophy, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. In our theology, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the greatest of the commandments is also three, to love the Lord your God, to love your neighbor, and to love yourself. So three is not a crowd. In fact, it's good company. Three is better than two. So threes, think about three. Think about even in geometry, a plane made with two points. Fascinating. Three points, right? Three points makes a plane. And our Lord is saying today, look, I made you in the image and likeness of God who is three. So it's not just someone's invention or opinion. This is how we are created to have relationship with God, the Father, through the Son, in the Holy Spirit by baptism, and then to then reflect that image and likeness in the world as light for others to see. Just so your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. To love God, to love my neighbor, to love myself. If I ever get any one of those triads mixed up, I love myself too much, that's a problem. I can love my neighbor too much, and that's a problem if I don't love myself too. And if I'm not loving God at the same time, then it all gets messed up. Relationships get weird, frustrated, confused. Priorities are mismanaged. Affections and passions take over. So the God peace, the neighbor peace, the self peace, these three have to be balanced delicately, carefully. One thing is a priest I hear most often from young adults and from a lot of people is that, Father, I'm just so lonely. I'm very lonely. And I always say, well, maybe one antidote to loneliness is do something for someone else. Get out of yourself. Get out of your own navel-gazing, me and my world. Get into their world. Charity. 
works of charity. It's an incre incredible antidote to loneliness. How many of you are lonely? Raise your hands. Don't lie to a priest. <laughs> I can read souls, I know. And stop using the cell phone. That's not going to help you. Because that's artificial. No, don't use technology that way to develop relationships. That's artificial. Use nature. Use what God has given you. Hands-on. And you say, well, I, I, I don't know how to do hands-on. Maybe I'm too old or I'm afraid. I, I don't know how to feed the poor. What does Isaiah say? Share your bread with the hungry, clothe the naked. Okay, if you can't do that personally, allow the church in your name to do that. That's what we do. We do charity so well. In fact, Catholic Charities, recognized nationally by Catholic and non-Catholic, and even our critics, understand that this is one of the finest forms of charity in this country and in the world. Why? Because every cent goes to those programs, those persons. All the other administrative costs are borne by the assessments on parishes. The same thing with our annual appeal. We'll be doing that as a Church of Washington in the next couple of weeks. The annual appeal that raises all this so that in your name, the Church of Washington, the Church Universal can do these works of charity. And what? Allow the light of Christ to shine before others, so they may see your good works. On a personal note, when I was about eight years old, I remember eating something in the kitchen. I didn't like broccoli growing up. And mom said, you're gonna eat that. I said, no. You're going to eat everything on your plate. Do you understand? I don't like it. Do you understand, she said, there is someone right now who is starving and would die for that food. And I looked at her and I said, name one. <laughs> wow. I have learned always to eat everything on my plate ever since. What was she saying? What was I asking? Name one? We don't have to name them by name. We may not even know them. Our world can be so, so numb to the poor, the needy, the naked. We see them around Tanley Town. You go up by the metro. You can go anywhere in the city. Here at the nation's capital, the most affluent city, and we're surrounded by it. Poverty, mental illness, crime. Wow. And you say, but I'm afraid to get involved. I know. I know. Allow the church in your name. We, the people of God, can do that effectively. We know how to do it. We've been doing it for 2,000 years, actually. Or the Order of Malta. We're very blessed to have many knights and dames here in our parish who work with the poor, the sick, the needy and address them as doctors and nurses, and also just volunteers. We go to Lourdes every year as an order, bringing thousands of people, and eight million visit Lourdes every year. 
for the healing because of their need. And the church is there to provide those services to assist them. Next Saturday here at St. Anne's, we'll have the anointing of the sick, an opportunity for you who are sick, where you know friends and family, bring them. You can be the light that brings them to Christ, brings them to church, to experience in word and sacrament the saving, healing power of God. There are opportunities always if you look for it. You don't have to know them by name. But maybe one day, if you get to heaven, and I hope you do, I won't see you there because I won't make it, but you'll be there. And someone will come up to you and say, you don't know me, you don't know me, but what you did for me, I can't thank you enough. And you say, well, I, I don't know, what, what do you mean? Well, your charity, your contribution, your, your assistance, whatever form it took, that touched me and made a difference in my life. And that's why you're here. Because whatever we do for the least of our brothers, we do for the Lord. Why? Because we're made in that image and likeness of God. Whatever we do for him or her, we do for God. And we benefit for ourselves in three, for God, for neighbor, for self. The more I give, yes, it's true, the blessings come back. It's so true. The Lord loveth a cheerful giver. Why? Not because for God alone or for the neighbor alone and for me. The joy that comes with giving, the joy that comes with sharing, the joy that comes with picking up the phone and calling someone, writing that note, whatever form it takes, those acts of kindness go not unnoticed by Jesus. His acts of kindness were often ignored. It's amazing in his lifetime, so many good deeds, so much charity, so much healing, so many miracles. Those three years of public ministry were loaded with charity, constantly giving, giving, giving. What did Jesus ever get back in return? He got his feet anointed by Mary. I don't know too many examples in the gospel where Jesus got much in return from people. But the joy, the joy of their faith, the joy of their faith. And that's why our Lord was able to work so many miracles because of their faith. And when they didn't have faith, he couldn't work the miracle. Now, who's going to bring the faith to people who need healing and forgiveness and bread and clothes and food and medical assistance and just a listening ear? You are the light of the world, says Jesus. You can't take that gift and hide it under a bushel basket. Who's going to see it? Don't waste the gifts that God has given you. Share those. Just so your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Your good deeds, your neighbor glorifying the Father. Good things come in threes. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.